Welcome to episode 68 of the official Average Boy Podcast. I'm Jesse, editor of Focus on the Family Clubhouse Magazine. Okay, do we have the music ready? <laughs> ah! And I'm Bob Smiley, a.k.a. Average Boy, defender of faith, fighter for justice, able to protect anyone who doesn't need protecting from a tree or a snake. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Stop the music. Uh, well, first of all, nice intro, A.B., Oh, thanks. I, I've been watching these old tapes that my dad has about this guy called Bible Man. Oh, cool. You know, I actually wrote a story about Bible Man years ago, and I watched the filming of one of those videos. Uh, but secondly, did you say able to protect anyone who doesn't need protecting from a tree or a snake? Yeah, I had a bad experience with those things. Jesse, do you ever feel like the world is against you? I mean, besides when you tell a Jesse joke? I don't think the world is against me. Right. I'm so glad you agree. I can't believe I forgot to tell you the story, but here we go. Okay, I was late, but I knew I could make it. Oh, wait. Uh, make it where? Oh, you'll see. Just wait. Anyway, I just had to run through the woods, jump the creek, cross a field, and run down the road as fast as I could. Okay, so I'm guessing you were near your home since you live near the woods and a creek. You don't know that. I, I could also be in a Bass Pro Shop. Just just wait till the end, Jesse. So, I flew out of my house. Uh, I flew out of my house or a Bass Pro Shop. We don't know yet. Uh, you know, I miss the old days when you just shared a story about what happened to you that week. But you don't even know if this did happen to me this week or maybe even next week. Uh, next week? <laughs> that doesn't even make sense. How could it happen in the future? Well, uh, the, uh, these episodes, they come out later in the month, so maybe I'll have time to have this happen to me. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, you know, Bob, you're never boring. <laughs> Thanks, Jesse. Okay, so back to my story uh, that we don't know when or where was happening. I disappeared into the woods. It was early morning, but the woods still held on to the darkness of the night. Have you been reading mystery novels again? No, uh, just my new book, Average Boys Above Average Year, but I don't think now is the time to promote that incredibly funny book. <laughs> Available at the Focus on the Family store. Okay, you are in rare form today. No, I'm not. I'm actually the same shape I'm always in. My friends actually compare it to a Q-tip. Okay, where was I? Oh, yeah, I moved through the trees and thickets. The first thing to slow me down was a tree that obviously hated for people to be on time. Uh, let me guess. You ran into a tree. Well, I did say it was dark in the woods. The huge branch hit me right across the forehead, knocking me back onto the ground. Oh, man, that limb must have hurt you tremendously. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know what? It didn't hurt as much as hearing that Jesse joke. You know, you should really look into why you tell so many tree jokes. You, you know, get to the root of it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, uh, maybe you could have told that tree a riddle and it would have left you alone. Yeah, wait, why? Uh, because they usually get stumped. <laughs> 
Okay, that was a good one. Or you could have told the tree to leave you alone. And we're back to the bad ones. And old ones. I, I think you've told that one before. Maybe you should actually make a list. Oh, that would be a great idea. Ha, get it? Wood. Because we're talking about trees? Well, now would be a good time to get back to my story before everyone stops listening. So, I opened my eyes toward the sky. I saw two birds chirping strangely from above. I knew that was bird speak for laughing at me. For, you know, letting the tree attack me like that. However, I did not have time to spare. So I jumped up, I ducked under the time-consuming branch, and I headed off toward the creek. But none of us still know where you're going. Jesse, you remember the episode we did about patience? It's all going to be worth it, trust me. Anyway, I quickly picked up speed so I could jump across the creek without getting wet. Or fall in the creek. Of course, if you hurt yourself in the water, you'd be fine. Wait, why would I be fine? Well, there's lots of fish in the creek. So if you broke something, you could always call a sturgeon. <laughs> oh, sturgeon. You know, they're, they're a fish and, and a surgeon. You have... You get it. Can someone please take Jesse's joke folder away from him? Anyway, I was picking up speed to jump over the creek. However, evidently, the laughing birds had flown ahead of me to tell the snake to get ready. Oh, so that's why you said you would protect anyone as long as it didn't involve a snake or a tree. Exactly. I don't like snakes, especially not the one as big as the one that slithered out by me at the creek. How big was it? It was at least four inches long. Uh, that's not very long. You know, but I, but I get it. So was it poisonous? No, it was a grass snake, but I didn't know how long it had been since the snake had brushed its teeth. You know, I, I was not letting it get its teeth anywhere near me. So how did you get away? Because I know you can't trick a snake. Yeah, you can't. Wait, you can't trick a snake? Well, it's impossible to pull their leg. <laughs> Seriously, nobody can walk oh. over and just take the folder from him? <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. I, I'll put the folder on the snake floor beside my feet. Oh, you see, I know this is going to be a joke, but I can't help myself. Okay, fine. What makes it a snake floor? Oh, well, they just put in some new reptile. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was actually worth it. That snake joke was up to scale. <laughs> but before Jesse slithers in any more Jesse jokes, I'll continue with my adventure. So, just as the snake appeared, I took a giant sidestep to the left out of reach of Mr. Stinky Breath. The only problem was that sidestep, it slowed me down. I, I'm pretty sure that's all the snake wanted anyway. I actually think he was working with the tree and the laughing birds. Well, maybe they were frustrated because you wouldn't tell them where you were going. <laughs> You're not going to trick me. The end is going to be worth it. it. Just wait. Anyway, I made my leap across the creek at half speed. Now I was covered with leaves from the fall in the woods, and my shoes weighed an extra four pounds thanks to the sand and creek water that quickly rushed into my sneakers. But I knew I could still make it. Uh, you could make it? Where? Oh, never mind. Just, just continue. So I ran up the creek bed toward the field and started to hop the fence. Ah, oh, it was electrifying. Because uh, your adrenaline was pumping so much. No, the fence was electrifying. It was an electric fence. Oh, yeah, I've seen those. Farmers use electric fences to keep the cows from pushing over or breaking through the fence. It's not dangerous, but it does produce a small enough shock to keep the animals away from it. So did you get hurt when you grabbed the fence? Only in my body. The wet shoes didn't help either. 
I had to find a way to get over it without touching it again. And you are totally correct. Mr. Faircloth, he raises cattle and sheep, so he has an electric fence around his field. See, I was late, but I was actually learning things. The zap made my fingers tingle a bit, but I knew I could still make it. So you did make it over the fence into the field. How did you do it without getting shocked again? That's actually not important to the story, but remind me later to try out for pole vault on the track team. Anyway, I took off across the field and discovered something that made me run even faster. Oh, cool. Well, that would definitely help if you tried out for the track team. Uh, What was it? Mr. Faircloth's bull. (coughs) At, At first, I thought the bull was running ahead of me to make sure that there were no snakes in my way. It turns out he was actually working with the tree, birds, and the snake to keep me from getting there on time. You know, I have to be honest. You not telling me where you're going is making me kind of root for the bull a little bit. (laughs) Anyway, the moving meat patty was about 40 yards to the right of me, but he was turning up the speed. I knew I had to lighten my load if I was going to outrun this heaping, hairy hamburger of heat. Nice alliteration. (laughs) Thanks. I decided to fling my backpack in the air toward the bull, and it landed right on the bull's horns, totally covering his face. Uh, So would you say you made a bullseye? (laughs) That's exactly what I did, Jesse. I covered the bull's eyes. He stopped and tried to shake the backpack off his horns, and that was the break I needed. So I poured on the speed, and I hopped on the other side of the fence. Uh, The electric fence. Yeah, I kind of forgot about that at the time. So, while I was waiting for my fingers to stop tingling again, I watched the bull shake my backpack off his horns. I I really needed my backpack, but I checked my watch. I could still make it, so I just took off down the road. Oh, wait. Does this story have a spiritual message of any kind? You know, we like to have lots of laughs on here, thanks to me, Uh, but we also like to encourage our listeners to learn about God at the same time. Oh, just wait. I I ran at top speed down the road into the building and slid into my seat just before the bell rang. And that's when Billy walked in and asked why I wasn't on the bus for the first day of school. There it is. Finally. So you are heading to your first day of school. You know, wow, I feel better now, but I'm still not sure about the spiritual message. Didn't you say you had a spiritual message or some kind of encouragement for our listeners? I haven't finished yet, Jesse. There's more? There always is. You see, Billy asked me why I missed the bus. I quickly thought of so many jokes that I knew Billy wouldn't get, but sometimes we can just make ourselves laugh, right? Well, what do you mean? Well, I told Billy I overslept, but I embarked on a shortcut, snaked through the creek, shockingly made it over Mr. Faircloth's fence, and bullied my way through the field to still make it on time. (laughs) (laughs) I see. So you made some inside jokes that only you would think were funny. I did. You know, kind of like when you tell a Jesse joke. Uh, I'm going to ignore that. Uh, But I still don't see your spiritual message. I mean, it's a really funny story, and I'm glad you made it to school on time, but I don't want listeners to think it's okay to oversleep or to try to outrun a bull. Oh, me neither. But that's not the point of the story. Here's the point. I didn't exactly make it on time. I I missed the morning check-in time where you pick up your class schedule and locker combination. So I actually have two spiritual encouragements for our listeners today. Okay. Um, What's the first one? Okay. Some days it can feel like the world is against you. 
but you've got to just keep running. You know, God doesn't want us to give up when times get tough. Ah, yeah, that is good. And that goes with Romans chapter 5, verse 4, which says, Endurance produces proven character. You know, we can't control the trees or the birds, but we can control our own two feet. Well, most of the time. Mine were still a little tangly from the fence. Uh, right. Uh, but God wants us to keep pressing on to our goals here on earth and ultimately toward the goal of bringing him glory and making him known to the people around us. Right. And I like what James chapter 1 verses 2 through 4 says. Consider it a great joy, my brothers, whenever you experience various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance, but endurance must do its complete work so that you may be mature and complete, lacking nothing. You see, struggle makes us stronger, so we don't need to get discouraged, but we maybe also should move the alarm clock a bit farther away so we don't hit the snooze button so many times. Oh, that's a good point as well. Uh, But you said you had two encouragements for us. Oh, I do. You see, after I told Billy what happened, I realized I didn't have my class schedule or locker combination because I'd missed the check-in time. I just knew we were supposed to meet in homeroom before going to our first class, but I didn't even know where my first class was. And that's encouraging us how? It's super important to pick good friends. I, I told Billy I didn't know where to go after homeroom, and he said, I got you, bro. He then pulled out my schedule and locker combination that he had picked up for me once he realized I wasn't on the bus. You know, it's a great reminder that we need good friends to help us along through life. That is a good point. Uh, Proverbs chapter 17, verse 17, actually talks about that. It says, a friend loves at all times, and a brother is born for a time of adversity. That's exactly right. Not only do we need good friends in life, we need to be good friends to others as well. Which sort of reminds me of a review we got on our podcast from Grace in Virginia, and I'd like to read it, if that's okay. Yeah. First of all, she gave us five stars, so obviously she's intelligent. You know, everyone that gives us five stars is very intelligent. And in fact, ooh, I'll pause while our listeners go and see if they're intelligent, too, by giving us five stars. Uh, Bob, 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 uh, that's not the best way to get five-star ratings. We have to earn those. But how does Grace's review fit into our topic today? Oh, she also asked a really good question. Oh, yeah. Grace in Virginia. Hang on. I read her review the other day, too, and I thought it was great. Right. Grace in Virginia says... Can I be friends with a non-believer, and can I have some advice on that? Uh, Bob, I think you missed something. Why don't you read her entire review? Well, the rest of the review is really complete gibberish. I, I think we need to concentrate just on her question. Oh, definitely. Uh, but maybe our producer can uh, mute Average Boy's mic so I can read her entire review. Wait, you can't do that. I'm at... Thanks. So, uh, Grace said... First, Jesse tells the best jokes ever. Uh, Next, I have a question. Can I be friends with a non-believer, and can I have some advice on that? Well, first, I want to thank Grace for the compliment. It's nice to hear how much everyone loves my Jesse jokes. Now, I think we can turn Bob's mic back on. La la la, hello, hello, don't listen to what he's saying. Will somebody... Oh, I'm back. That was pretty tricky, Jesse. I have my moments. Uh, But you're right, A.B., this is an interesting question that goes with what we're talking about. Can we be friends with non-believers? 
you know, Christians struggle with this question all the time, and, and here are my thoughts. First, we are called to be friends with non-believers. It's sort of why we aren't zapped up into heaven when we put our faith in Jesus as our Savior. You see, we're called to be salt and light to this world. However, at the same time, we need to be careful not to be swayed by other people's beliefs that don't line up with the truth of God. Uh, Bob, do you want to chime in? Yeah, I totally agree. For instance, Billy wasn't a Christian when I first met him. However, we had a ton of things in common. You know, we didn't mind getting mud or paint on us. Uh, We knew how to get mud and paint out of a carpet. Uh, We weren't afraid of chickens. Uh, We both could run away really fast from chickens. So I made a friend, even though he wasn't a believer. I then started inviting him to church and found times to talk to him about God. You know, for instance, that first summer when we got lost in the woods during the rainstorm, I decided that would be the perfect time to teach Billy how to pray. Oh, I remember that story. In fact, it seems like the stories with you and Billy end up with you guys praying a lot. (laughs) Which is spelled with two words. Oh, hey, nice memory from our last episode, which hopefully will make your next book easier to edit. Anyway, if Billy had tried to get you to do some bad things or tried to pull you away from God, then Billy wouldn't have been a good friend. That's totally true. I remember once I was doing this reading schedule where you read the Bible in a year. So each morning Billy would come over and he would just wait for me to finish or try to help me with some big words. You see, if he would have told me to stop reading and start playing, that wouldn't have been a good friend. However, he knew reading the Bible was important to me and he didn't mind waiting. And actually, he eventually started reading it with me. He really liked all the wars in the Old Testament. So, Grace in Virginia, yes, absolutely yes. I think you can be friends with non-believers as long as you are drawing them closer to God and they aren't drawing you farther away. That's correct. We can be friends with non-believers as long as we're making them better and they aren't making us worse. It's very important to pick good friends that can have your back at all times and make you a better person. I totally agree. We all need people to do life with and help us navigate through this world. You know, it sounds like Billy is definitely that kind of friend for you. So the morning ended up just fine. Well, until I got to my first actual class and my teacher told us to take the school supplies out of our backpacks. (laughs) Well, that's a bully way to end your story and the perfect end to today's official Average Boy podcast, a presentation of Focus on the Family. If you haven't heard our other episodes, you can go back and listen to them at averageboy.org. At that website, you can also find links to subscribe to Focus on the Family Clubhouse magazine, where you can read a new Adventures of Average Boy story every month. And don't forget about the link to the Focus store, where you can buy any or all of my three books. We won't forget, especially since we say it at the end of every episode. (laughs) Cool. Thanks for listening, everyone. I'm Bob. And I'm Jesse, telling you, don't be average. Be super average. And never trust laughing birds. Ah, ah, ah.